Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Dope, Dope. This is my time. It's time, it's time to shine. You ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Long Box Guys. With me, as always, are some of my very favorite people from since when I was a little kid. Uh, Mike Manning, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing excellent. I'm drinking some Eagle Rare Bourbon out of my Johnny Skywalker Rocks glass. I have to use this one because I threw. I I went to Rick's uh, in uh, Casablanca, and I got a Rocks glass, and I was very excited about it. But I've been using it for the last two years and didn't realize it was wearing off every time I. <laughs> I, yes. I put it in the dishwasher. These Johnny Skywalker glasses from Geek Orthodox never wear out. They are the perfect glass. Dishwasher safe. That's what we're saying, and we're sticking with it. Tommy, goddamn it, Tommy, you better not be drinking what I think you're drinking. What are you drinking, Tommy? I'm drinking the last oh, of the Old Camp whiskey. This is it. Yay. I know what I'm getting you. I know what I'm getting him for Christmas. <laughs> Big bottle. I'm on Drizzly right now. <laughs> is it a gift or is it a kiss? The white Josh, elephant of whiskey. The white elephant of whiskey. I love that. Josh, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing good. I'm drinking a uh, summer hazy love from Victory. Can you see that? I'm not even going to try. It's a decent beer. It's a decent beer. Yeah. I love the um, your cousin from Boston beer commercials that Sam Adams has put out. And the, la- the last one is Wicked Hazy. Nick Apple, what's it called? Wicked Hazy. Yeah, I know it's Wicked Hazy, but what's it called? Wicked Hazy Kid. I guess it's funny, Ross. <laughs> Stace, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing well. I am drinking water, just like always. Yeah, you always find some way to weasel out of drinking alcohol with us. Speaking of weasels. This week we're doing one of the. We already did this. We're doing one of the oddest characters in the new upcoming uh, Suicide Squad movie, The Weasel. Tommy. Sweet, sweet Tommy. Tell me everything you know about The Weasel, buddy. Before you get started, LT, let me buy you some time. I did not realize I owned every appearance of The Weasel. It was pure happenstance, but I have all eight appearances. Wait, eight? I thought there was eight. only like four. I could only find three. He I had four. four issues of Firestorm. Yeah. Three of Blackest Night. And oh, one Night. of Doom Patrol Suicide Squad crossover. Missed that one. Missed a couple. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about the backstory of everyone's favorite child eating superhero. Super villain. Uh, uh, so, 
the weasel, John Monroe, lonely student at Stanford in the 60s. Uh, his contemporaries didn't notice him, and they called him the weasel. He took that name to heart. Uh, his first appearance was in The Fury of Firestorm, number 35 in 1985, created by Jerry Conway and Raphael Kayanen. Uh, his, you know, other than that, he's a big character in the DC universe. Originally, originally, he was a guy kind of in a weasel suit in the issues that I read. But then but later on, he became more of a sort of man weasel, if you will. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about the weasel. I read the first two uh, Firestorm issues where where they could have been written today because if you've been in academics, you know that it's very hard to get tenure. And I've been in a couple of academics. I know Tom gets into an academic. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about sex. Ba-boom! <laughs> I can't believe you got that in front of I've the shit out of her! So anyway, so in the in the Firestorm characters this series where he was first introduced, there were murders at a university, and they presumed that what they figured out what was happening is that the character of the weasel was killing people off because he was trying to get tenure at the university. So he was killing off tenure track professors to increase his effort to get tenure, but also he was killing off the people that first called him the weasel back at Stanford. So that's how they figured out he was the weasel. I just want to noted that in your description, and I, I'm going to compliment Tom for not saying shit, you said they didn't notice him and they called him the weasel. They had to notice him if they were calling him the weasel. But, Tom, you kept your cool. You didn't lose your shit on LT, and I respect that. I'm going to drink to that. Thank you. Anyway, he's a bit character. He's only been in, what, eight issues? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since 1985. And I own them all. I'm going to be rich. I am going to be so rich when the Suicide Squad movie comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I so I jumped online. Avengers got come <laughs> and I, I found that that's sort of the first set of comics, The Fury of Firestorm. And I jumped on Comixology, and of course I grabbed the first appearance, which of course was one panel at the end. A dollar ninety-nine well spent, sir. Well spent. Uh, and then, of course, it jumped ahead two issues to his next appearance, which I didn't realize because he was at the last panel of the other comic. <laughs> How do you... I did not do enough investigation, I admit. I did not do my diligence, and I paid the price, four extra bucks, for two issues of Fury of Firestorm I never wanted to read, along with two additional uh, uh, in which he actually appeared, in which I also did not want to read. How did he keep uh, a long box guy in suspense? Wait two issues. <laughs> and were uh, you completely dissatisfied with all of the issues of Firestorm that you read? I really was. And, exactly. Uh, and I have to say, the other thing that, that I'm not sure where this came from, 
because I didn't read them all, did they ever explain where he got his super agility? No. Or he was just okay. He he was just he just a dude who likes to dress like a weasel, man. Come on, weasel is very good at at at, at moving around and slithering into stuff. And well, what was his? He was an academic. What was his thesis on? If it's on weasel genetics, I think Uh, we got a little. I think we got a little in. (laughs) I I don't remember. Dude, this is the other problem with the plot is that he was chewing off tenure track professors of all different types. Like it didn't matter the what, the, what the, track the, the track. It didn't matter. So like, like hey, the philosophy professor's got to go because I got to get into the biology department. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. You yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah. No. You know, if he was in Marvel, he could have at least got a job with Aang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately, stuck in the DC universe, he's got very limited options. Do I apply to a different school, or do I just kill all my competition? I didn't say he was a good professor. Nope. <laughs> potato, potato. Exactly. <laughs> well, he must have, uh, I think he was physics, because wasn't half of Firestorm showing up to take his slot? Yeah, he didn't like Martin Stein. He wanted to eliminate Martin Stein, so it was probably physics. Although it may not have been. I don't think it was physics, though. I think it was some other science. I think it's got to be biology, because he got the the weasel. That was his final paper. And to prove my theory, and clearly it wasn't sewing, because he had a weasel costume. Just the costume, like you just had it lying around like somebody starts you with a nickname and eventually you're like you know what I am going to cosplay as that animal what it's taking it back and like it back. how could you be so like super agile in that thing like climbing around stuff all over town and killing people in it that thing's got to be hot I've done like, that shit in a onesie no I'm not taking that I was going to say I've seen Josh pull off some pretty amazing things dressed as a fervent so yeah I'm just saying, yeah, you're going against Firestorm, and you're keeping up with him, like, in that onesie, and you're not overheating? Well, he's never keeping up with Firestorm, really, right? He's keeping up with the professor. <laughs> like a 76-year-old man. <laughs> it's just, he yeah, wasn't exactly level Ryan set. Ryan. Yeah, he, he wasn't exactly <laughs> level set against Firestorm. Like, yeah. I can manipulate the, <laughs> the atomic structure of things. What do you do? I'm dressed as a weasel. I ate, 20, I'm a actually, furry. I ate 23 children is better. Yeah, in one Like, step. that's an accomplishment. That is something. Like, yeah, I might be able to eat three kids. And I'm pretty sure I can eat Kristen Bell in one sip, as I've said many times. Yes. But 23 kids, that's a lot of kids to eat. Spoiler warning for those of you who are going to be watching the Suicide Squad movie. He was involved with one issue of the Suicide Squad. It was the crossover with Doom Patrol. And in that issue, he did two very important things. First, he killed the Thinker, who was going to be one of the characters in the Suicide Squad movie. And second, he got killed. He got killed. He did try to eat people. Again, at that point, just a dude in a weasel. Him. No, just a dude in a weasel costume. Still, you know? really? So. Yes. 
And he tried he to really attack trying to eat people. Yeah. And he tried to attack Robot Man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you attack Robot Man if you're just a guy in a Weasel costume? Because he's insane. He's not very smart. Yeah, he's. I think somebody told him that he had a PhD. <laughs> PhD is just craziness. He's on a Tinder track. <laughs> so in the upcoming movie, Sean Gunn is voicing the weasel. And I'm curious, and I'm going to make everyone make a prediction right now. And we're using the Price is Right movie, the Price is Right rules. Closest minute in the run of Suicide Squad without going the weasel is killed. <laughs> 33. 33. Mike's got 33. Tom, what do you got? 44. You knew that going into this, but okay. I did, yeah. I'm going to go with 26. Bold? They're barely putting the team together at 26. Bold, my friend. (laughs) Stacey, what do you got? Oh, man. Like, part of me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with, with LT. I was thinking it would be early, like in that, when, when Mike Allred started drawing X-Force and they just, like, obliterated all of the team, um, thinking, like, maybe it's early. I, I'm going to split the difference and say 37. I'm going to go with 17. Oof. Ooh. I'm saying he dies on the... I think Tom's going to make it out of credit. So, he dies on the drop-in. <laughs> no, you know what? I think Tom's going to be right, and here's why. Because they have two missions that they're doing. One is the, in the South African country or Af- or um, or South American country where they do one rescue operation. And another one is with the thinker to stop the kaiju. So the, if the weasel is going to maintain his comic book presence, he's going to kill the thinker at an inopportune moment. Which means he has to survive until the second act. So I think Tom's going to be right. Well, what was your number there, Mikey? Mike uh, was 33. 33. You were 44. We're close. We're going to be close. All right. I can't wait to see how this uh, job's out. I, I see that they went with a superpower, genetically altered weasel. Yeah. Uh, I think that does make for some good CGI, and it also already made for a good bit of the trailer with uh, our good friend uh, Pete Davidson. Mikey, what do you got in the DC Encyclopedia for us about this? So I went to the DC Comics Encyclopedia. It says right on the cover, the definitive guide to the characters of the DC Universe. The weasel is not in this book. (laughs) (laughs) This is a big hardcover. Ain't no weasel in that at all. He's super-powered roadkill. I mean, (laughs) he was not even in Who's Who. Nor was he in the DC Comics Universe game stats anywhere. Well, we got to put him in. (laughs) He was in Batman 666. What are you doing, Batman 666? He got killed. (laughs) Do weasels, like, come back to life? Is this... Well, everyone comes back to life in the DC and Marvel Universe at some point. I think I've been alive twice. Maybe he's a were-weasel. Ooh. Or maybe he was bitten by a radioactive weasel during his <laughs> dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> on, on weasel physics? Yeah. 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 He was bitten by a weasel during his dissertation on weasel physics. Can you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. The 
problem was when he was trying to get the dissertation out, he couldn't decide if it was going to be Wizix or Feasel. Oh. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, you're supposed to drink whenever we reference Hudson Hawk. So go ahead and drink, folks. Uh, would you rather be a fish? For God's sake. Would you rather be a weasel? A weasel is an animal who gets killed in the Suicide Squad. But he finally gets to eat 23 kids. <laughs> but this, once again, that's a lot of kids. It is a lot of kids. Considering how many kids that is. It's exactly I mean, how many, it, the number you stated. That's yeah, but yeah, is it in a row or is it spread out over time? Because if it's in I, one I sitting... Is a, a double Dutch tournament. Lock it. <laughs> is it like a hot dog eating contest? Do they does he dunk them in water before he eats them? <laughs> well, of course he does, Stacy. He's a gentleman. <laughs> the right. average class size of the third district of Brooklyn schools. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. That's a lot of kids. I like to think of it as a church lockdown. Like, man, they like to sleep for the night. <laughs> I sure hope so we're not three seconds in. He's like, hey, we got to start eating people. Oh, wait, actually, this is a fun movie. Like, he's wearing a counselor shirt. <laughs> and the all the, like, keep him in here all night. Don't let him have sex. <laughs> all the doors are locked. What kind of whizzix got you in here? <laughs> I like this voice for him, too. <laughs> That's good. I would take that voice all day. Yeah. I want to see this movie. I want to see my movie. <laughs> Did any of the kids get up? <laughs> James Gunn, if you're listening, and we know you're not. We know you're not. We've got I a great... Yeah. Okay. All right, so we, we took out this ridiculous premise because we are doing all the Suicide Squad. I just regurgitated, hey, let's do the weasel as a joke, but we did it. And it's, it's kind of funny, but does anyone actually have, like, a favorite weasel before we mention it? Did anyone even remember this character? No, no. I did not even know I owned all of his comics. <laughs> <laughs> you owned every single comic, and you did not. I've read all of his appearances, and I did not remember reading any of his appearances. So you've read every single appearance, including the Doomsday one. And that one, is he still just wearing a costume? Doom Patrol, yeah. Doom Patrol, and they, they never explained the, the, the change, okay. So I read Blackest Night and don't remember him for that. I sought out the other four issues that he was in and I read them and I still don't like this character. So yeah. the Batman yeah. 666 character yes. was yep. a different weasel. That was a were weasel hybrid kind of deal. And yep. it wasn't a costume. So that's maybe more related it's to in the, the future. Character. Damien has taken over the mantle as Batman and he's trying to clean up Gotham. Uh, he's doing it in Damien's way. He's not afraid to kill. And he takes out a bunch of C-list villains uh, that are holding a bunch of people hostage, and the weasel is one of them. He's in, like, a handful of panels. Like, maybe two or three panels. Well, if I, that. Mean, I don't want to say any of the other characters' names, because I'm afraid you're going to make us do another episode about him. But, uh, like, a character like the Ringer was only in, like, four or five issues. Uh, he was a minor character killed off by. No, uh, uh, no, uh, save it for next week, buddy. Yeah. You just named the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I picked one that wasn't in the Suicide oh, all right. Squad. 
Yeah. He'll probably be in the next Suicide Squad movie. Well, he can't be. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Damien's Way sounds like a charity that is set up for the families yes. of supervillains that uh, Damien has killed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue for the front of the law box. Oh, is it? <laughs> then let's, for God's sakes, get out of this. I'm sure yeah, no one has any last words to say. Mikey, please, for God's sakes, what do you got at the front of the long box? At the front of the long box, I have the latest volume of Checkmate. It is being written by Brian Michael Bendis. If you enjoyed Event Leviathan, then you're going to like this six-issue miniseries. If you did not read that, don't bother picking this up because you'll be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Uh, in this, uh, Damian Wayne is one of the kind of the members of Checkmate. Him and Talia Al Ghul are tracking down folks from Leviathan. They get captured, and it is the rest of the newly formed Checkmate that is trying to find Mark Shaw, the head of the Leviathan. It is all spy, cloak and dagger kind of espionage stuff going on in the DC Universe. If you are a fan of Event Leviathan, like I said, pick it up. If you uh, did not pick up Event Leviathan, do not pick this series up at all. All right. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans. Tommy, what do you at the back of the long box for me? I have Exo Man of War. From 2017 to like 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. Uh, Matt Kint's run on Exo Man of War. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Exo Man of War was fucking phenomenal. Uh, starts out with Exo Man of War on an alien planet, hooking up with this alien girl, just hanging out in the countryside, farming on an alien planet. And. There's a war about to happen. He gets conscripted. He fights without the ar- armor in this war. Him and his fellow conscripted people are basically cannon fodder. And they're not even given weapons. He makes it out alive with a group of people. He keeps it, some of his fellow people alive. And they start following him. He moves up the ranks. And it's just a really good story about... You know, the Exo Men War, and eventually he has to take on the armor, and he destabilizes an entire planet, thinking that he can rule it and make it better, and not really realizing that he can't. That Eric the Visigoth cannot do this job. It's above his pay grade, and despite his best intentions, it does not go well. And he just makes a mess of this entire planet. Uh, and then he decides to go back to Earth because he gets a, a, a SOS from one of his friends. And and it's just a really good run on this this character. Um, a decent amount of it's on comicsology. Uh, you know, not all of the collected editions were a hit with me, but out of the seven that I read this weekend... Six out of seven were were fantastic. So, recommend people pick it up, take a look, read some of it, because it's good stuff. And if you're not familiar with Exo Man of War, it's a Valiant Comics character. He is basically the Superman of the Valiant universe. No, he's if, the Iron Man. He's 
the Iron Man meets Superman, right? He he's a lot more powerful. He's more he's on the level of Superman in power wise than Iron Man. But he's got a he's got a suit of armor that gives him all his power. And it is technologically advanced, even though he didn't create it, it was created by aliens. But it is the source of all his power and it is allows him to do hacking, it allows him to 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 give him flight and to basically give him all sorts of technological advances. Uh, he's like Iron Man on steroids, but it all comes from his armor. LT, let me say this. When you're talking about Exo Man of War, it's like the only time you're really loquacious. It's like like when George Bush talks about war. It's the only time it actually like falls out of his mouth in any sort of way that makes a lot of sense. Are you in love with Exo Man of War? I just need to know. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. I don't know the way you sound. I mean, if you were going to fuck someone from the Valiant Universe, would it be Exo Man of War? Make love. <laughs> all right, all right, we, all right, no, all right. right. FMK, <laughs> Valiant Universe. Uh, speaking of anything else but Tom making sweet, sweet love to Exo Man of War, Stacy, do you have a toy for us this week? I do. I'm I'm continuing the theme of uh, Dark Knight's death metal toys from McFarlane. And if you, like me, were a fan of the comic Henry and Glenn Forever, and you're curious what it would be like if Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig were Kryptonian and they sent their son to Earth. I've been wondering this every day of this, my life. This is what it looks like. So it's about four this. foot six, four foot seven? <laughs> That's actually life size. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is one-to-one scale. <laughs> no, this is the uh, this is the Superman from Dark Knight's Death Metal. Um, I love him because he is ridiculous. He has a rocky dark side looking arm. Uh, he's got armbands, big boots, and again, he looks like Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig had a Kryptonian baby. A little bit like every uh, uh, late '80s wrestler ever, also. Yeah. So- yeah, he definitely has early WCW vibes. Yeah. So, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you've seen it. But if you are listening to this podcast, we do have a podcast available everywhere. Stacy, if they're on the podcast, they're probably wondering, where can I see this? Where can I see this awesome miniature? Or doll? <laughs> Excuse me. Action figure. I'm just <laughs> They're not dolls. <laughs> As I, as I sit with a bunch of dolls behind me, uh, Barbie dolls. But, uh, yeah, you can see them on my Instagram at Geeky Vixen. Well, Geeky Vixen, we didn't catch you playing with your dolls again. Yeah. <laughs> I told you never come in. <laughs> They're action figures, Dad. Figures, not dolls. I would say through steered, uh, stained cheeks. Let's talk about anything besides that. Josh, you got the answer for us? Uh, yeah, so Stacy mentioned Glenn Danzig, and Glenn Danzig had a comic book for a while, and so at a Comic-Con, I, uh, I happened to bump into Glenn Danzig, and I had always seen him in music videos or other stuff like that, where he's always clearly shot from a low angle, and uh, the, so the day I met him, uh, I did not realize Glenn Danzig's like maybe five foot two. Um, he's a diminutive fellow, uh, nice guy. 
uh, I didn't read the comic, but he was he was very forthcoming and very interesting to talk to. It was a horror comic, and uh, so the the tangent is who who have you met before that either just defied either their like just threw you for a loop either just from their physical appearance when you first met them their voice uh their personality just uh any anyone like that what do you got all right so i'm a heterosexual but holy shit sean mayer is just the most beautiful man i have ever met in my life I met him at Pensacon. I was going to get, I got my photo taken with him and I almost passed out because I was sucking my gut in because he was just so pretty. I just wanted to look halfway decent. And the person apparently had never worked an iPhone because they couldn't take the fucking picture fast enough. Oh my God, I almost passed out. But man, I thought I am kind of gay for Sean Mayer. All right, that's good. Tommy, how about you? Henry Winkler. I mean, I grew up knowing him as the Fonz. And when Mikey went to go get his picture with Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler's like, no, no, come on in. He was the nicest guy. He was so, so, he was like everybody's grandpa. And he shit. was just such a sweet, sweet person. Uh, you know, people were like trying to, rush him to get us out and he was like taking his time being like whatever and just being like nice and and kind and just a sweetheart he is i actually physically bumped into him at rhode island comic-con and he was like oh my god are you okay have i injured you i'm like you're this big you did not injure me <laughs> yeah that was not a guy yeah he was wearing a yellow cable knit sweater and he like pulled me over to his booth he's like i just had to get you out of that crowd are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine i'm fine thanks hey, quick, quick question do you think henry winkler's ever been on the love boat <laughs> if you need to know the answer to that burning question ship into our patreon page where for a mere one dollar a month dollar. I know, right? A month? A month? A month! You can pay more if you want. We actually have some tiers set up above that. You can actually hear an extra podcast we do every week and one of the things we do is we find out whether or not someone from, let's say, Happy Days, probably those cast members were also on The Love Boat. Or maybe we do Fantasy Island. Or maybe we just talk about what we did that week. It's only a buck and all the money does go to a charity organization uh, the Elizabeth Peabody House, which provides meals for 90 families a week, uh, which is no small thing. But that was championship. Getting back to the subject, I got two quickies. Uh, one was me and Mikey were at a wrestling show, and the fabulous Freebirds were waiting for a sandwich. Was that the team? No, the Heavenly Bodies. Jigolo, Jimmy Del Rey. Yeah. Jimmy Del Rey, the Heavenly Bodies, and they were in great shape. But they were also like five foot nothing. <laughs> like, holy shit, I've seen you guys wrestle for years now, and I kind of thought you were taller than me at least. <laughs> like, I really think I could pick you up and put you in my pocket. <laughs> You're the cutest little fella. And also, uh, I bumped into um, um, uh, uh, Lou Ferrigno. And a con, and I made sure, Mikey, you can tell your other Lou Ferrigno story. I love that one too. I bumped into Lou Ferrigno at a con. I looked him right in the face and I said, Oh, excuse me, Mr. Ferrigno. I, and I made sure I looked at him and said, No, he's deaf. I said, I really, really enjoy your stuff. 
And he looks me dead in the eye and goes, thanks, I really appreciate hearing that. And I'm like, holy shit, I, did you get your hair back? And he goes, without missing a minute, he goes, no, but I learned to say that really well. It's not a joke, by the way. I'm not making fun of anybody. He knows that one phrase like super, super well, and then everything else kind of has that. <laughs> he got his cochlear implant this year. Yeah, yeah, he's, he this was did. Years, years ago. Years ago. I cried that, like uh, a baby when I watched that video. Yeah, Jesus, that, that is moving a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you want to tell your Lufringo story? Yeah, New Orleans Comic Con. I am in the restroom. There are. 30 urinals to choose from, and Lou Ferrigno decides to use the one right next to me. <laughs> so I got to see the Incredible Hulk's cock. And as he's standing there peeing, I turn and look at him, and I'm going, this is not intimidating at all. And he looks at me and says, you're right, it's not intimidating. <laughs> you got to hide that shit better, man. <laughs> He was like, Hulk Splash. I appreciate that. That's what I appreciate about you. That's what I appreciate about you, Stacey. Is that all you appreciate <laughs> about you, Josh? No, I appreciate her story because I don't think Stacey's told us hers yet. Yeah, I have not. Um, I had a particularly good day at a convention called Adventure Con in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, probably, gosh, a long time ago, 15, between 12 and 15 years ago. Um, we saw Ernie Hudson eating a sandwich. That was fun. Um, Infrared. <laughs> Corey Feldman uh, kind of leapfrogged, uh, like pushed down on my husband's shoulders to get through a crowd. Um, but the best part of the day was, uh, we were walking out and Peter Mayhew was walking in and I knew that he was tall. Um, but you just don't appreciate it till you see him in person. <laughs> He's so tall. And I just kind of, cause I'm, I love Chewbacca and I just kind of looked up and was like, hi. And he just looked down at me and he goes, hello. And it was, it was the best thing that happened to me. Like, it was wonderful. Um, and then a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to meet Carrie Fisher, and she is just as tiny as I expected her to be. <laughs> so I've been on opposite ends of the spectrum, kind of. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's Peter May meeting, kind of meeting Peter Mayhew. I mean, I didn't really get to talk to him other than him just saying hi to me, but um, it was awesome. <laughs> he is in my Star Wars signature book. And oh, folk, he's about seven foot four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such a sweet guy. Good lord! Every time I bumped into him, we saw him at tons of cons. I mean, I've had a lot of interaction because he was always on his way someplace, which is always so nice. And just hi, everybody. It's me, mm -hmm. Peter. My life is paid. We know. We're sorry. God damn it. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Anybody else there? Everyone. Moving That's on to plugs, guys. Moving on. This is this thing like seems like it's just going in, in, in super fast motion. What do you have for plugs there, there, Mikey? I would like to plug Cat Five, the Long Box Guys official dodgeball team. That's right. We uh, we sponsor a dodgeball team, Cat Five in New Orleans. Uh, they have competed all over the country. If you get a chance to go see them, you should really do that. Tell them the Long Box Guys sent you. Also, I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing their 
their music to us to use. Uh, you can check them out at kirbycracklemusic.com uh, if you want to get any of their albums. We play the music on the podcast. Those of you listening on YouTube, sorry. We don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> I can't I can't send YouTube the email they sent me saying, yeah, cool, go for it. <laughs> but it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. And, of course, uh, if you want to check out another podcast that's not ours or one of Stacy's, which I'm sure she'll talk about, you can check out whosnextgaming.com to see Seth and the boys. It's always interesting listening to them talk about movies, games, sex robots, all the, the important stuff. And uh, Stacey, speaking of Stacy, Stacy, name a couple of your other podcasts because you're everywhere. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I do most of my podcasting outside of this podcast on uh, the RetroNetwork.com. So if you want to get your fix of uh, nostalgia, we talk about wrestling, we we play games, uh, we talk about random moments from MTV that we've held on to for all these years, Um, TV shows we love, movies we love. Uh, all that stuff. So uh, we we do blogs and uh, we also do podcasts. Um, I occasionally will write blog posts about toys and take pictures. I need to do that a little bit more because I have I have a lot of toys that people would probably enjoy seeing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and this is your out. OnlyFans page. No, this is that's something different. That's that's separate. Um, but yeah, you can check all that out on the RetroNetwork.com. And uh, speaking of MTV, uh, Stacy st- later on asked me how I made Daisy Fuentes cry one time. Uh, that is my biggest MTV moment of my life, and it was awesome. Nice. Josh, anything to plug? Um, how about Swords and Beer? Swordsandbeer.com. I'm trying to get back to reviewing some beers. Um, so it's actually just beer, beer-tube.com. I'll be uh, posting some videos soon. i got to get my camera back up and running if I can find it in a box. And uh, the other thing is I'll, uh, I'll, I'll plug Haw River, H-A-W River Brewing down in uh, near Durham, South Carolina. Uh, they were on all of my uh, recent tours, my favorite brewery out there. So if you're uh, down in that neck of the woods, go check them out. They make some amazing stuff. Indeed. Let me just plug real quick Wida Pirate Museum. Uh, the Wida Pirate ship was uh, found off the uh, off of uh, Cape Cod um, about 20 years ago. It was one of the few pirate ships that was ever almost fully recovered uh, from the bottom of the Cape, and it is a terrific place to see some some authentic salvage from a pirate ship, uh, Black Jack Bill Bellamy, real name. Well, maybe not Bill, <laughs> but Bellamy for certainly. I think it's Bell Bib to Bo Bellamy. That might be it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But the Pirate Museum, unlike me, is uh, 100% accurate and really very cool. If you get a chance and you're down in the Cape, near Hyannis, just outside, check it out. It, it was uh, it was worth the extra little miles that I took. Tommy, who are you going to plug there, buddy? I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyors of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, baseball t-shirts, you name it, they got it. GeekOrthodox.com. And this fall you can find their merchandise at DragonCon, GenCon, and New York Comic Con. Ooh, and Josh, how many of those are you hitting this year? DragonCon and GenCon almost for sure. Neat. And New York Comic Con? Maybe. Um, 
I, I honestly, I think they're on the fence about it. Um, uh-huh. So I think uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to go down for that. We'll see. All right. We can take a train from my house and then I'll crash at my place. That's true. Ooh. It's not a bad train ride from you. Yeah. Or from Boston either. That's true. Yeah. All right, guys. I guess that's going to do it for our uh, program this week. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, we're getting really close to our, if you can believe this, 250th episode. That's Wait, this, this episode. Is it? Yeah, this is our. That's this episode. This is our very special 250th is episode. Is it including the Angel episode? That is included. Of course, it's of course. fucking. That's our best episode. It's our best episode. Yeah. It's our best episode. If you haven't watched the Angel episode, by the way, because now we finally put that out on Blu-ray, uh, so you can find that on Amazon. So the Blu-ray version and the YouTube version and the podcast version, easily our best. I cannot believe Walter Goggins stopped by for that. Walter it was now. incredible. Walter Goggins. Walter. No, no, this is Walter I think, Goggins. I think this is Walter Goggins. Walter. Yeah. This guy's uh, name is Walter for certain. That explains so much. <laughs> it explains so much. Walter Goggins was just like, hey, for a sandwich, I'll do a podcast. Holy oh shit. Gosh, I'd love yeah. to have you, sir. So, um, yeah. All right, Good 200. So, congratulations to us. Um, I don't know what to say about that. That's a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. And that's not even counting our Patreon. Yeah. yeah, we're getting to the point where we've lasted almost as long as, or we might be getting real close to being longer than the Civil War. Or well, yeah, maybe yeah. longer. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Close. Yeah, I'm just saying we're national heritage at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people down south should put our flag on a on a pickup truck and just drive around in circles. Drive around, guys. The time shall rise again. Deke is definitely doing that. Yeah. Deke. If you would like, if you guys would like to give us a suggestion or have any kind of questions for us about comic books and you want us to do the history of a character, go ahead and tweet us at the Longbox Guys or you can send an email to luckybastard at theLongboxGuys.com. You can even check out our website thelongboxguys.com or if you're listening on YouTube like I said we have a podcast you can get it wherever you get your podcast or if you're listening on a podcast hey if you want to see what we actually look like you don't want to do that but go over to YouTube anyways and subscribe if you have subscribed we really appreciate it if you haven't uh, come on man come on come on on, man how hard is it to click subscribe come on come on click Click it yeah. You should click all the time on accident. Just click that one on purpose. When yeah. else are you going to get five white people talking about diversity? Nowhere else. Nowhere else. <laughs> else. Historically, this never ends well. Not yet, anyways. Fall River. I'll give you one. Seneca Falls. That one was okay. History major. That's right. Yeah. I brought up the sex Seneca Falls conference that'll do it for us mikey what's this podcast like for you it's like drunk history but for comics and josh gen con is that your sector uh dragon con before gen con dragon con will be my sector labor day weekend in atlanta georgia atlanta Atlanta, georgia when are we ever going to see those t-shirts that we were going to make it a million years ago of that's not my sector we got to get back on that man yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, God. if you're wondering, that was 200 episodes ago that we talked about. Yeah, ago. just a little bit of a call. That's a great idea for, for a t-shirt. <laughs> Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, what do you got for everybody? If you haven't gotten your shot, go get your shot. Get two of them. Get your shots. At this point, I just want those people to die. I, I think what, I think you should change it to get your shots with the long box guys. Yeah. Get your shots yeah. with the long box guys. Oh, that's We've all good. gotten our shots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should get your shot, too. I get, like, extras. True. Stacey, any words of wisdom for us on the way out? You know, as I... As I went on a seven-mile hike this weekend, I can attest to – it was unintentional. Uh, We didn't (laughs) know it was going to be a seven-mile hike. We just decided to hike the perimeter of the park we were in. Um, I am lucky to live in a state that has a lot of beautiful state parks within an hour drive, um, some of them in town. If you have a state park close to you, go to that state park, spend some time, spend some money – um, support them because they're amazing and uh, those, clap, they clap, take clap. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, Mikey, you remember that beautiful trip we took through Yosemite Park in my smart car? Yeah, I we just saw bears. Yeah. I just did Yosemite with my son a couple months ago. Oh, nice. Yep. We're, we're in a smart car in Yosemite Park, and we noticed two bears on the left and a bear on the right, and they were like, "Man, we are not the top of the food chain here in the smart car." <laughs> I mean, if that were a cartoon, they would have looked at you and seen a can of Spam. Yeah. That's basically all we were. <laughs> Thank you for thinking we're spiced. We are spiced. <laughs> we are very bland. Me and Mike, they're like, man, this is like eating a mayo sandwich. <laughs> and covered in gel. <laughs> you don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Please. Do you think I was sexually aroused by being eaten by a bear? Because I would have been. No! <laughs> like, sweaty because you were in a smart car. And also, spam is covered in weird gel. And so am I. <laughs> and don't forget what I always say. Just promote what you love. Don't just what you hate. You can live a lot longer. Thank you for the long process. Love you. Bye.